Stardom 101. Stardom 101. Stardom 101. It's the Stardom 101 magazine podcast. Shining light on today's tastemakers and innovators. It's the Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. We are back once again. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to us weekly like you do, supporting us on AHA Radio on all those podcast platforms. The platform is doing very, very good international audience. We're excited about that. And I got a new guest here with me today. He's an entrepreneur. He's a poet. He's a journalist. He's doing big, big things. He's got a nice project out. We're going to talk to him about what he got going on. He go by the name of Mr. Sean. Well, Sean, what's going on, my friend? Not much. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. I see Centennial, Colorado. Uh, is that by the way of North Carolina, though? I see you got a North Carolina background as well. Am I bugging? No, you're, you're perfectly fine. I currently live in Colorado, but I am from North Carolina. Ah, the Rockies. <laughs> yes. What's the weather out there, man? How's, what's, what's going on out there? Oh, we just dropped 20 degrees earlier this week. So we were what? originally in the uh, hundreds and nineties, but we are now in the, um, the seventies and eighties as of right now. My goodness. Just like that. No, no warning or nothing. Just like that. We are <laughs> snow mid October. Uh huh. So October 15th, I should be able to see some snow sometime soon. It's already snowing in the mountains, just not here in the city yet. What the world? That's crazy. Right. What made you uh, move out there? My wife. Nice. My wife came out here um, on her own by herself. And then I met her. I honestly met my wife through Twitter. So mm-hmm. that whole shit where you can't meet people on social media platforms, I don't believe that. How about this? I met my wife on uh, on uh, what's it black? Was it black people meet? That's oh, how I met my wife. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you, me, look, me and you got that. I don't pay that no mind. Love is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was she was out here, and uh-huh. uh, me and her had just got to talking. She was like, "Why don't you just Why don't you just come out here? Just move out here." Man. And I did, and That's I've been here, been out here for a little over a year now. Wow, look at the love story. Black love. <laughs> right. That's what's up, man. Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's beautiful stuff, man. Let's start off with your um inspiration behind poetry, man. Um, what drew you to the poetry poetry lane? Honestly, I just we were just talking about this earlier today as to why I actually right, I was just telling my wife. Uh-huh. Um we were watching the whole Jeffrey Dahmer. Netflix series that just came out. Yeah. I've been watching it and I started writing because I wanted to be heard. Mm. I didn't feel as if my peers, my family, my teachers, everything that they, I was saying, nobody was going to listen. So if you want to like what I was going to say, you were going to read it. So I decided to write. Wow. And it's basically the same thing that I seen resembled in the Netflix series. You know, she was trying to get police aware of everything that was going on with her neighbor, and nobody was fucking listening to her. Not not one time. Not one time. <laughs> right, not one time. All them calls she was doing, uh-huh. late at night, and nobody was listening or sending people out there to investigate until everybody just started going missing. Everybody's kids started going missing. Wow. So I, I wrote it to be heard. I started writing to be heard. 
Wow. So it, it was just an outlet for me because I had so much shit going on yeah. in my life and I needed my perspective to be heard from my peers and my family and other adults. And nobody was trying to hear what this little black kid was going to have to say. So or didn't know what he was trying to say. So I started writing. Man, that's be- so that was your your outlet. Yeah, between writing and track and field, that was my outlet. That was your outlet. And that's, and that's funny. The, uh, one thing I read up about um, poetry and th- I found it very interesting is that it's all around us all the time. Yeah. It's an outlet for, you know, for people to let out their truest and their rawest uh, emotions. And so, like, I, what I'm hearing from you is if you ain't had that poetry, you would have been different. <laughs> yeah, I would have been a completely different type of, of child and young man growing up because I did not feel that I was hurt enough. Mm. Wow. And so they say uh, poetry can also be used as a a musical instrument, too. I'm curious to kind of see, do you dabble into the music or was you always in the poetry realm? Did you do any spoken word? Is that all the same, that artistic form of of communication? Yeah. So as the music thing, I never really dabbled into to Mm -hmm. music. I did write um, two songs for some up and coming singers or whatever, but you know, nothing that was really recorded or anything, but I that's really all that all that I've done. But as far as the the whole music intellect, I haven't really tapped into that. I mean, shit, I did chorus in, in middle school, elementary school, but that was it. That was <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's cool that you say chorus and stuff like that. So in school did any you know how you always got one teacher or somebody that recognized some uh, talent in you that you, uh, you know, and they, and they kind of see something special in you. Was it anybody when you was younger who did pay you some attention, who kind of have a special place with you in your heart? Yes. My middle school teacher, Miss Ward, mm. she, uh, she picked up on a lot of things that were going on in my school life. And then she was an English teacher, my English teacher. So I was writing for her as well. Mm. It was just... We did a class project on Macbeth and read the whole the whole thing. She put on like bits and pieces of like the actual the play, the movie itself. Oh wow. We during the one of the chapters in the play that we were actually reading, one of the scenes, she decided to take it upon herself and ask everybody to pick a character and write exactly what we felt as if that character was going through in that moment. Mm. And, uh, I turned in my paper or whatever, and she was just like, hey, you really have something going on, and you're probably going to go far further with this. Wow. And she, she, you know, encouraged me to continue writing and things like that. Like, she would, uh, I believe that's when she started doing, like, the five to 15 minute beginning of class or after class or whatever. You just write what you felt or write what you were going through through that day and just turn mm. it, like, journaling throughout the day. Mm. And that's just, that's, she really pushed me and me and her are still friends to this day. And um, she's very encouraging of my, my endeavors that I'm doing now. And I, I appreciate her for real so much. Like that was really my one outlet where she was just like, write whatever you want. I don't care what it is. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> That's dope, man. Everybody got their art. Right. Everybody got their art. And there's always, there's always one person that connects with you or see you in a different, uh, different way. You know, right. so shout out to her. That's that's a special thing right there. 
Yeah, shout out to Miss Ward. I still love Miss Ward. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, you got a new project out right now, man. Let's talk about a king. Yes, uh, king is. Yeah, is, let, let's talk about what can you give, give, give us a, a breakdown of what the project's about. Okay, so King is really my stamp on everything that I've done up until now. I really just am calling myself like King of Poetry. Everybody has their own thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody call themselves King, Queen, or whatever, but they have their own um, their own derivatives of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I take it upon myself to really write real, real shit. You mm -hmm. don't see a lot of men talking about their feelings and how certain situations made them feel. Mm. You know, it's about actions and what the fuck I'm going to do to this nigga or what the fuck she did to me, fuck her, all that shit. Nice. I'm going to let you know how I really feel. <laughs> in this time, you had me fucked up and I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you don't see a lot of that. So it's just that. And it's that mixed in with actually who I am. Okay. So it, it I have uh, history in New York. I visited New York a, a lot periodically in my, when I got grown and started paying my own bills and got out of my mama's house and did all that shit. This is, I went to New York because that's where I felt home. Yeah. So I was born and raised in NC. I have family, I have friends in NY. So I, I got to see a lot of shit that I didn't see in NC. So it, I found myself mm. in New So, I am mending both New York and North Carolina together and because that's really who the fuck I am. That's what's up. <laughs> what was your creative process of writing that, man? Were you in a dark space of your life? Were you in a creative space of your life? Were you in a love lane? Like, yeah. I'm always curious to see because those things project and they play a part in um, the finish. It, it was a, a mixture of everything. So oh, wow. okay. I had started writing this this project in the middle of me moving here to Colorado for my wife mm -hmm. and to, for us to start our lives together. And then it was everything that I was leaving behind in NC, all of the failed relationships that I really thought I was really going to do something back in the day. That's just, and they didn't, this is mm -hmm. what it was. Everything that I've seen as far as in the news, hearing on radio, as far as us black people, African Americans, whatever you want to fucking call us, we black niggas. Just everything that is happening to us, mm. it, it tears us down. Mm -hmm. Everything that I am witnessing, my friends go through, my peers go through, like their hardships, my hardships. It was, it was really just everything. All of my happy moments. Like I recently just got married, so yeah, that happy moment. I wrote about it. I wrote how she made me feel. Our ups and our downs. It's, it's everything that I was feeling between the last two years went into this project. Wow, wow, that's dope, man. True, authentic self, true, authentic life. Yes, wow. yeah. That's good stuff, man. This Speaking of culture, you know, it's funny that they say, like, you know, because our cultures, we can be kind of hard on each other. We got this cancel culture right now. Can you kind of can you give me your perspective on, especially in the entertainment music industry, just in general, we 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 quick to turn our backs on each other, shut each other down, cutthroat type shit behavior. You know what I mean? So, can you give me your perspective and views on that when you hear things like that, and and uh, how that uh, affects you? As, yeah, as of, you know, this cancel culture that we have, I, I can say that some of the shit that people are doing right now need to actually be canceled. <laughs> yes. Like the whole, when Kanye came out and was uh, his, doing his own church, why? I don't yeah. understand it. I just, I don't understand his own church shit. 
he can be canceled for that. Like, I really don't agree with it. Yeah, yeah. I really don't. Like, that. the whole, his music, to me, in my opinion, has majorly fell off. Mm. And it's, I don't know if it is because of the passing of his mother, because I think that is where it all stemmed from, and he just has not been able to find himself. Yeah. But antics and things that he's been doing, canceled. I would, I have already canceled him in my book. He's canceled. <laughs> uh, he, he goes back to old Kanye, uh-huh. like scruffy ass Kanye with the half rolled, the hair on the face and shit. And, that, and the backpack, right? And the backpack. There you go. <laughs> that Kanye back. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole, what was that? The Netflix series he did. Uh-huh. That, no. He had images of himself, videos and clips of himself as previous Kanye. And then you compare that Kanye to this Kanye, you lost yourself somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's a totally different person. Yeah, so that's the cancel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fitting for some people, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's it's what's fitting up. for some people, not everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. Like who was that that just recently came out? Um. Uh. Whose wife just got cheated on the NBA player? Um. The coach. Nia Long was it? Nia Long. Yeah. I mean, you fucked up. You cheated on Nia Long. <laughs> Am I gonna cancel you for that? No. Nope. Uh-huh. That's dumb ass decision. I just do I agree with it? No, but I'm not gonna cancel you for that. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it depends on that. And then with with poetry, I have seen a lot of people do or perform and write a lot of shit that is just not agreeable with, and which mm-hmm. is fine because not everybody agrees with what the fuck I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's my outlet. But mm-hmm. don't cancel that person because of who they are individually or what they're writing about unless it is really, really completely bizarre. Like you going out writing that the moon is purple and the sky is yellow. Cancel <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> not making any sense to not me. Not making any sense at all. <laughs> well, yeah, it's certain things that it's I would say cancel for, but other than that thing, no, I mean, you really can't cancel everybody. Yeah, yeah. It can get a little out, you know, a little ridiculous sometimes. Right. <laughs> Where can people support the book at? Uh, support the um the poetry at the uh, uh, the king. Uh, the project is currently out now. It's nice. on my my website, seanwelchwrites.com. Yep. And then it will be um in a book very very soon coming out within the next year or two. I haven't decided on when, but yeah, I'm doing a third book this time. Wow, that's it's been what, two years since. Yeah, it's been two years since my last book came out. So I think it's time for me to put something else out. Put something else out. Keep that literature going. Yeah. <laughs> How did you end up writing for um journalists as Fox? Man, that's huge. That's that's crazy. That's say, whoa. <laughs> I think this is again is credit to my wife. So she um I was working in healthcare. Uh-huh. I was a kitchen manager for the retirement home. Mm-hmm. And I was working literally up at four in the morning to be at work at six, and I would not come home between seven to eight o'clock at night majority at a time and it was completely draining me and it was not something that was completely fulfilling me wow at all so yeah i love working with the elderly i love working with old people i love making sure i like to cook yeah this is if that's one of my my things so if i can cook for you that speaks a lot speaks volumes yeah i i did not ever want to be able to cook for a living i did not want to be able to deal with old people day in and day out and then watch them Perish away, yeah. I did not want, but you know, I didn't want to do that. 
Mm -hmm. It was completely draining me, completely tired. I would come home and not have energy for my wife and my dog. I see, I see. And she was like, why don't you do what you really want to do and stop listening to my family because my family was very, very much pushing me to continue and stay in it because it's healthcare, guaranteed position, guaranteed, guaranteed revenue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, and I get stability. I get that. But if it ain't fulfilling me, if it's not making me happy, why am I going to continue to do it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true that you say that, Sean. That's what a lot, what a lot of people now, I think a lot of people are understanding that. Um, and there's no age limit on that thing. That that passion, that 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 love, whatever fuels you, whatever comes from you, that thing ain't gonna never go nowhere. We could try to get money in these jobs and careers to replace them, but man, when it's in you, you is what you love doing, and it's a God given talent, it ain't right. gonna go nowhere. Yeah, so I feel you on that one. So yeah, she was like, just go because I was going. Honestly, this is completely exactly what happened. I was going in one morning, and I had texted my uh co-worker made sure that she was in the building because she's always there before i am which mm -hmm. is perfectly fine but i just want to make sure she was there and come to find out she was not she texted me back and was like oh so and so called me to come to a different facility and work there today so i'm not there mm. so during the pandemic this was recently in february so huh we lost everybody from the company. So wow. they demoted supervisors, they demoted district managers and made them all account managers and below cooks and, and dishwashers and things like that because wow. we just didn't have anybody. Everybody was going to work, working for two to three weeks and then getting that first check and leaving. Dang, look at that. Just this everything just yeah, changed. Yeah. So when I when it was only supposed to be me and her that morning, working until um, lunchtime until the night crew came in because I really only had five people on staff. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that was not going to fly. I had, I had done it before where I would work breakfast, lunch, and dinner by myself, where I would cook the food, serve the food, and then clean up the whole kitchen and go home and then wake up and do it all over again. But I was like, nope, I'm not doing it today. I'm not doing it anymore. So I called people and for help and they were like, nope, I can't help you. You're going to have to do it by yourself. So instead of me continuing, continuing to go on to work, I decided I was going to quit that morning. Called my wife. was like, fuck it. I'm on, the, I'm on the way home. I'm coming home. Man, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> just like that. And uh, they called me and cussed me out and things like that because they didn't have anybody there. And then when they sent my old girl that was supposed to work with me that morning back to the facility, she ended up doing it by herself because I never went back. Wow. I never went back. And she, my wife was like, this is the time to go ahead and do what you want to do. Go into writing. And she was like, I don't want you applying for anything else. It better only be writing, journalism, stuff like that. Do it. Right. I don't care what it is. Do it. And that's really what I did. That's so I applied to everybody. I was working, um, got a job working as a journalistic instructor for a charter school here in Colorado. And then in the middle of that job, I got a phone call from Fox saying, hey, I really want to interview, bring you in, show you the studio and things like that. And then I got the job uh, really on the spot. <laughs> look at that. That's see, look, That was, damn man, I look, that's number God working, keeping you where you need to be, man. Right around the gift, man. Yeah, I came in and interviewed and he did that. And then the next day I got the the 
the email was like, hey, we want to offer you the position. This is what it is. So I called him during my break at the school and was like, you for real, this is, this is it. He was like, yeah, you're hired. I need you to come in on this day and we can start orientation, get you set up for payroll and everything, but you're starting today. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, then. all right. Let's <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> That's just how it works. That's how God does. And I was like, hey, kudos. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> and I've been working at Fox, started off as a production assistant with them, and then recently got promoted to writing. And I am still in training for the writing position now. There's training me to learn how to write these things, these articles that you'll read mm-hmm. um, on the website. I'll actually... I'll actually uh, write for the anchors to do on the on the show itself. That's so, what's up. Yeah. Wow, that's what's up. Well, Sean, we appreciate you, man, for joining us on the episode today, man. And uh, y'all make sure y'all tune in. Uh, his website link so you can get King is actually going to be in the show notes along with his social media and all his links. And yeah, y'all, like I said, fans, y'all make sure y'all support this brother. He's doing big things, man. Sean, appreciate you once again, man. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Start one on magazine. We out. Yeah, make sure y'all keep shining. We gone. Are you on the rise to stardom? Well, get featured in the next issue of Stardom 101 magazine and promote your business or products today. Text MAG to 804-550-8647 or visit stardom101mag.net. You're listening to the Stardom 101 magazine podcast with Christopher Boykin. Be sure to subscribe and download this episode, and continue to listen to Stardom on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.